Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with the top sex trends for 2021 and theories about wild sex parties after the pandemic is over. All right, now let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. And today I'm here with who? Aquaman. Aquaman is back for the last episode of the year, and I am so happy to have you here. (laughs) Thank you. Can you believe that 2020 is nearly over? It doesn't feel over, but I guess it is. I guess it is. <laughs> You're like, I'm not ready to let this one go, but okay. No. <laughs> We're still dragging through it, you know, the last couple of ways, the last stretch of the leg. Seriously, a couple of days left, people, and we're so glad mm-hmm. that you're here with us. Um, Thank you. To talk about sex and reminisce about a year full of FaceTime sex and virtual <laughs> sex parties and all the craziness mm-hmm. that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. did go to a virtual sex party this year. Yeah? Was yeah. it a lot of people? How many people were there? I was like about 40 people. We talked about it on the mm. podcast. Yeah, it was kind of mm. nuts. I liked it. I mean, people were masturbating. <laughs> you yes, could see them yes. on the screen. I mean, it was so weird. I was in Europe, um, and the sex party was in New York. So I woke up at like mm. 3 a.m. just to go to the sex party. You know what I mean? Hardcore. Hey, I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated. Exactly. (laughs) Commitment right there. That's commitment. 3 a.m. sex party. Let's go. I I love you guys. You know, that's what I'm doing this for. You know, I'm just like guinea pig for for all of you. Um, For the exploration, for the journey. Seriously. What new things did you try this year? Anything that comes to mind? Sexually speaking. Uh, Sexually speaking. (laughs) Um, Well, I think... That one of the things that I tried this year that was very, very interesting uh, that I haven't tried before uh, was um, sleep with someone who just had birth uh, <gasps> months before. Oh, wow. Uh, like three or four months before, like before COVID. Yeah. So that was a different experience, you know? Oh, God, I imagine. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, actually. I mean, how how was that? Did she did she talk about that, or like, how did you guys approach it? So, I mean, we were talking about essentially our intentions when we talked. We we wanted to hook up together, and she was talking to me about her life and how she had a baby like not too long ago. So she lactates. So she wanted to let me know. <gasps> oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Where was the baby? And, uh, <laughs> well, the baby wasn't here. You know, like, well, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my concern personally. I mean, to each their own. Everybody's responsible for their own child. Oh my God, stop! <laughs> but I think you know. I mean, it was interesting because um, I think that obviously she's a single mother, and um, she was very, very uh, turned on by sex. She would talk about how much more sensitive she is after she's delivered. And- <gasps> Really? It feels very tender and raw, yeah, a lot more times than not because 
her boobs um, produce a lot of milk and that gets them very tender. But I mean, I enjoyed it personally. You know. Wow, that's pretty incredible, actually. That must be it's such a wild trip to like uh, yeah. hook up when you just gave birth. Yeah, it's an interesting time to do that. <laughs> I know, right? Especially in COVID, it's like, Oh she yeah. Was too. She was tested. Like she, because she she breastfeeds, and you know I was tested beforehand and all that. So that was good. And okay, how good. organized was this hookup? And did you ever hook up again? This sounds crazy. This sounds like you guys did like this whole spiel to like be able to sleep together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> what? What came out of this? Was this just so you organized sex, or what the fuck? It was very organized. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as organic as the before times where you had oh, to really you sl- plan oh, it. Did you sleep with her before? No, no, first time. Oh, okay. But I'm just okay. saying, like in general, how you would hook up before. Mm, got um, it, yeah. I think. I think. I think the thing is, like, when you have a child, obviously, like she has, she has only limited windows of availability, and correct. You know. Yeah, and she's a stay-at-home mom, and she works at home and all that. I mean, I don't know. We're definitely too much into that person's life, but essentially, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was very Tell planned out. <laughs> and it's very planned out, and like time tests all that because mm-hmm. she couldn't risk it. Neither could I, really. You know, I felt like it was it was, it was fine. Let's do it that way. And we only hooked up once. We never hooked up again. Okay, this is such okay. a crazy story. <laughs> right? It's absolutely right? nuts. I mean, I don't cook again. How did you meet her? Online? Uh, online, yeah. Well, are you in a dating app just to hook up? Or are you on there to, like, go on dates <sighs> and shit? I mean... And I, shit. Like, I made this, and like... Shit. So. I mean, there's... It's, it's <laughs> shit, yeah. I mean, it's really, you I, can't really go out on a date. It's really, it's really tricky to go out on a date. I think, well, it uh, is. I mean, but I've done it before, like, but... I mean, yeah. I rarely, I rarely have gone on a date to like I scheduled sex and that was it. Like, is that exactly, exactly? Because in the end, your your first impression when you're like video chat or whatever is mostly, okay, so this is the person I've been talking to or this is the person I'm talking to, and then after that, it immediately I started to notice more so it immediately jumps into the sex realm like right after that conversation or initial. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it depends on why you're on this fucking app, no? I mean, yeah, but I'm not pushing for that. But it ends up being there because I think a lot of like everyone just wants to sleep with me. Is this what you're saying? No, I mean, I, I want, I want to as well. But I feel like you, you, you talk, you could talk for somebody for an hour, half an hour, and you're really getting to know them. But once that first meet is 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 done, it's mm. like okay, let's jump on it because obviously there's an attraction, and we're both having you know, been around as we were with other people this time of the year or this year That's at all. Nuts. I've never yeah. had, like, I haven't had this kind of COVID dating at all. Like I literally, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, to be honest in Europe in the summer, I was here in the summer. Um, and then I mm-hmm. went back to America and I've been back and forth, but in the summer yeah. here, people would just meet up. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. And I think even in uh, America for me, I would go and sit outside with somebody, but I never had a FaceTime date. And then was like, tomorrow after this FaceTime date, we're going to hook up. Like I've never had that. <laughs> I feel like you're going to meet a person in person and feel their vibe and their energy before you sleep with them. No, I'm probably like, this is going to sound super old school to lots of people, but I honestly don't know if I want to sleep with somebody until I feel their energy. 
I think that's a that's the smart way to go about it. <laughs> I don't even mean smart. I'm just like it's very really responsible. Well, I don't. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna get get wet if I want him to touch me. I don't know if I want him to kiss me or kiss him. True. Like until True. I smell him, until I feel his energy, until I see his vibe. Like I don't know if FaceTime actually can do that for you. I mean, it can't do it. Oh. It doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I think you could sense a little bit of an attraction, but once you meet the person and you're in the same space, you could start to sense each other's energy. I know, but you already planned sex before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and then if if, if they if we meet up and it doesn't, like, there's no connection, then it's like, hey, let's hang out and smoke a joint, maybe have a drink and talk about, you know, politics. <laughs> it's true. A lot to yeah. talk about, yeah. Connection, yeah, connection. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, this this year has been like kind of a crazy one for dating. I think for a lot of people, like either yeah. you're in a relationship and you're like having a difficult time, or you're in a relationship and you're apart because of the pandemic, or you broke up with somebody, or somebody broke up with you. I feel like it's been kind of intense, like more intense than I. Oh yeah. I've experienced so far because everyone is like in a bit of a difficult situation somehow, you know, we have like a collective yeah. crisis and then an individual crisis or whatever. So yeah. it seems to be yeah. a very interesting time to get to know people. I, I don't, yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, I also don't love it because it definitely makes it more <laughs> complicated. Yes, I agree. I agree. And it's interesting how, some people that I know in my life that started dating right before or in the beginning parts of the pandemic, they really hunkered down and bunkered down with the person that they were dating and they got to know each other fast and they spent a lot mm -hmm. of time together and it just everything is like the speed of things, even though we're slowed down in real life and work and everything else, yeah. when it comes to attraction or connection, it's a lot faster. Oh, people. yeah. I mean, I was dating somebody yeah. in the beginning of the year or until july or whatever and like yeah it definitely went a lot faster than it would have normally yeah gone. Yeah. yeah bizarre do you have any sex resolutions a sex party to like oh my god balance I, out do, all this shit? <laughs> I have a great idea of like i really want to do a party with a bunch of people that i love with the theme of the film boogie nights nice and, uh, and it's just like straight up like 70s San Fernando Valley porn culture with like sex acts and like pool and like awesome colorful drinks and yeah I mean I really want to have I really want to be make a sex party happen. I like fucking really love that. Cool I mean I think this is out. this is what we're going to talk about later in the worship section too but there might be a little bit of like a maybe not quite next year I don't know but after being um you know, after being like trapped inside for so long, maybe people are just going to go berserk and they're just going to be like, right? oh, I want everything I see or something like that. I think <laughs> I so. Know. I think so. A renaissance in sex all of a sudden, like, bam. So I asked on Instagram this past week um, what was on like people's sex wish lists, you know? And people, <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it's cute. I mean, a lot of people were like, sex. Oh, ha -ha. Of course. Ho, ho, ho. I know. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Bio, bio. Um, no, but I thought it was kind of cool, you know, like people are like wanting to get pegs, threesomes, like mm -hmm. somebody was saying getting fucked with a candy cane, which reminded me of our episode last week. I feel like somebody yeah. was inspired. It's a thing. It's a thing. People like it's candy canes up their butts. 
No. Why would you do that? This is not good for your It's a Christmas fetish? That's weird. I guess. Somebody said face sitting, you know. I love that. Or geez, face sitting. Do you do you want to breathe still, or is it really like about not being able to? <laughs> about not being able to might as well. I mean, it's political. <laughs> might as well get some pussy aroma, you know. Pussy aroma. No, but honestly, I don't actually know about the face sitting thing. For me, obviously, I sit on boys' faces, but um, I I feel like I'm like a considerate face sitter. I'm not trying to like <laughs> kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's that? How's that normally? Because I don't know. Um, do girls well, but, like really try to suffocate you, or is that just you know? I don't know. Are no, there's considerate? a little bit of a bounce. There's a little bit of a bounce that goes on. I mean, a lot yeah. of them I think are relatively considerate, but they get really drawn if, let's say, my tongue is penetrating their pussy or, or from like sucking on their clit or something. Like, mm -hmm. they can stay longer. But a lot of times, like, they get really sensitive, so they have to bounce up. So that's when I get some air. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, the better that you are, the more air you get. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. I love it. The, if you're not good, she's going to smash you down and feel better and better, you know? <laughs> I mean, I thought I, it's been, I think face sitting is like such a funny thing because it really depends on the dude, you know, like somebody yeah. who has a little bit of a submissive side in them, they, yeah. they want it to be a little bit more suffocating. Yeah. Just saying, <laughs> just putting it out there. Just saying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally love just to eat pussy, just enjoy just devouring and munching on it. So. Munching so, on it. Munching on it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's fucking Biting, amazing. chewing, nibbling, licking, you know, just a little bit of that. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a guy drink me once, and I think that was like Ooh. a super hot thing. That sounds really hot. We're going to go to the gospel. Gospel. The gospel is sex news. And today, mm -hmm. since this is the last episode of 2020, uh, of 2020 we're going to talk about Transfer 2021. Because the next time we're going to talk and we're going to hear each other, people, it will be the new year. And therefore, you mm -hmm. should be prepared. <laughs> yes. For whatever okay. is to come. Whatever is to come. But also mm -hmm. for sex trends. You know? Yes. That's very so, important. I think so. Well, anyways, yeah. maybe there's some inspiration in it. For me, yeah. I mean, I'm still like working on the specific threesome. What was yours again? The Boogie Night Sex Party. Yeah, like you working people. you working on your Boogie Night Sex Party. Am I invited, but, by the way? Just, of course you are, honey. Very nice. Seventies nice. orgy, let's go. Like rock I and roll, disco yeah. music. Maybe we'll yeah. have to wait until like September until we all have some the vaccine, vaccine or some yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well. Dang. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. some sex trends for 2021, people. And it starts off with open communication. I love it already. Yes. I love that. That's very, that's the best. Best. Yeah. Topics like consent, yeah. preferences, sexual health, you know, STIs, like just, to talk about these things before you're even having sex, so they're not going to be a big deal later. 
Thank you. See, I was always an advocate of that. Remember when I always talked to you about I know. someone? See? You do what everyone is supposed to do and nobody does, which is ask exactly. for the STI test and then actually want proof. Because it's exactly. very easy to ask your partner and be like, hey, so um, have you gotten tested? And the person's like, sure. And you're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> I love it. Yes, definitely yeah. not happening with most couples. So I'm really glad that you're such an advocate. But yeah, people saying open communication, which is basically what we we're preaching on this podcast all the fucking time. Yeah, let's be honest. All the time. When you start talking to your partners more, it becomes so much more fun because it really is not a mood killer at all. It just makes it even hotter when you have sex later. Yes, I, agree. I right. I even 100%. find it, it's so hot when somebody asks you, even like during, like um, if somebody just asks you what you like and then you can tell them, yeah. you can show them. And I think it's like the way I feel most appreciated too. And the other way around, if somebody's just like, oh, what do you like? Mm -hmm. And you're like, why don't we try this right now? It'd be fun. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's lovely. I think so. I th it's significant, especially in this day and age. I think a lot of people are dealing with a lot and I think, the more open you are, the less guards you'll have up, the more you're going to feel within your own skin with your partner or whoever it is that you're being intimate with. So it's always the number one thing on my priority list. Totally. And maybe it can become more mainstream. That'd be nice. Good. Yeah. I know. Okay. So next one, weed and sex. Um, so cl clearly, you know, like it's, that's been a pretty popular thing with lubes being mm -hmm. infused with THC and CBD and stuff, but apparently with the widespread legalization of marijuana, um, it's become even more of a topic because now they're actually really crafting or refining specific strains to be developed as sexual aids. Wow. And I find this super fascinating because obviously mm -hmm. we, a lot of us know how it is to smoke weed and have sex, which can be really great depending on like what you're smoking. Um, <laughs> yeah. And maybe also, I've also been like too stoned while having sex where I was like, ah, this is like a little bit too much. So, you know, now I'm a little too stoned. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, but there's like, also these oils too and creams and tinctures and Oh, totally. Yeah, you, you guys should check out. I, I have actually a THC and a CBD loop, and I have a promo code even. But the I, uh, yeah, the the company is called Foria Wellness, and the promo code is just Lara ten, so it's ten percent off. But um, they have an amazing CBD and THC loop, and I've tried them both, and they're they're amazing. Actually, the THC loop yeah. I think is a little bit more intense. But a CBD one is great too, depending on the state you live in, um, in America or, you know, the world really. I'm not sure how they're doing it with Europe, but um, I'm assuming it's going to be more CBD. But you can use them yeah. anally, you know. Um, the only thing you can't do is like use them with a condom, so. You, you, you could not use them with a condom? No, because they're oil-based, so it's going to break the, gotcha. the condom down. Yeah. Gotcha. But, um, I mean, I find, I find it really amazing because in some kind of a sense – like THC can help and also CBD can help women with like pain during intercourse, but it can in general give you more sensation and like relax, you know, your body. I would imagine. Yeah. Less, what do you mean? Like, you've pain. smoked, you've smoked weed. Oh, you mean imagine this like lady. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what does it do to, for the dude? What does it do for you when you smoke weed and you have sex? I mean, it, it, I feel it adds a layer of humor to it. It feels like it's fun. It's animated. It's uh, it's really warm and it feels like sunshine. It feels uh, like it's uh, very cozy, yeah. comfortable. I mean, at least for me, that's that's what I experience the sense of. Euphoria. But do you feel like do you feel like like a physical difference though? Do you feel things more? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it feels. Um, well, I, I mean, usually if I'm not smoking, my my sex progresses and climax and gets in more and more and more intense. But when I'm smoking, I fluctuate. I go intense a little bit, then I slow down. Then I go intense, then I slow down. It's, it's got like a, a, a like riding a wave kind of. Mm, yeah which is kind of like a female orgasm so in that sense it kind of like makes a lot of sense (laughs) right right it lines up pretty well (laughs) (laughs) we're just getting closer to each other's um climaxes Mm -hmm. basically Um, so yeah so the next one is gender neutral toys Mm. i don't know about this i don't really get it exactly somebody was talking about like I mean, I, I get something with like non-gender specific anal toys and clamps and stuff like that. I sure. think there was also, there's a sex toy brand called Dame Products, which I thought that was really cool. They were saying that all these sex toys are not shaped phallically because really it's to um, stimulate the clit. And why do you need something to have like a phallic shape if you're not going vaginally, you know? So I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're mentioning in this article, We Vibe Chorus, and this is this kind of like remote control vibrator. But how is this yeah. not spent gender specific? This goes into like a woman's body. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I think you can't, I mean, if you want something that's not gender specific, you have to make it phallic, unless you're just using vibrating stimulation for men and women, but it wouldn't apply the same way or in the same part of the genitals. As it well, works well, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense on the clitoris. You don't need a phallic-shaped vibrating device necessarily. You know what sure. I mean? But yeah. um, I find it funny when they're talking about gender neutral and then it's like a, a remote control vibrator that's clearly for a chick. Like, you can't put that in, like, his yeah. bed or something. Like, <laughs> no. It's not no. going to work. Like, I mean, I that's where the juice spot is. So, yeah, it doesn't really apply to both, does it so much? No, it's funny, but I think there's quite a lot of like weird toys where they're supposed to be um, simulating a clit and like maybe being around a cock or whatever. But I think these things are just a little too contraption-y, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, depending. If somebody has a good one, please let us know. Not so sure about yeah. this tip. So we're going to move on to Taoism. <laughs> Taoism. Taoism. And it's basically like Tantra, you know what I mean? Um, so this is being fully in the moment with your partner and meditating and there's like different steps to it, but in, in some kind of a sense, you can start slowly. And for men, it's a great way to like train up to multiple orgasms. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, breathing control, controlling your orgasm, holding. Yeah. Honestly, but this is something I have not known until this year, which is kind of nuts, that men can come without ejaculating. I, I knew somebody who did that. Yeah. I knew no way. Who, you did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, a, he was a yogi for 12 years, and one of his practices was not to ejaculate so his seed 
uh, does not get wasted. Oh yeah, that's so whenever true. he would, yeah, whenever he would have sex with his girlfriend, he would orgasm. He would never come, but that made his mm. girlfriend frustrated. So. Why was she frustrated? I guess she wanted his cum, and the, I mean they're not together anymore. So I guess the cum was. Oh the my god! Stop <laughs> it! He's like, I am preserving my cum, and she's like, this sucks. Like seriously. Yeah. No, this is fake. I don't want it. So yeah. crazy. Okay, well, maybe you guys shouldn't train yourself. Well, you can still come. Like, normally, if you train for multiple orgasms as a man, you're literally training. Yeah. You're going to have a couple, and then you'll come eventually, like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know. In, in this realm, the next tip would be mindful and meditative sex. But I think this is kind of a similar thing, don't you think? Yes, I agree. It's not, I mean, Tantra. I guess channels certain parts of your body, but it's still mindful. They're the same thing in a lot of ways. I guess they're just saying like being the moment and like really appreciate each other. But I think you don't need to sit down and be like mindful sex. In some kind of a sense, you can just be with your partner and feel like, hey, hi, I see you, I feel you. How does this feel at the moment? You don't have to make it too big of a thing. I agree. I mean, I guess I guess in a different culture it might be more applicable, but you know I think what kind of culture? it would be interesting. I guess I guess more like Eastern cultures or people mm. that live in a remote sort of life or practice Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism. Uh, but that's also not the more common, uh, you know, the common practice for most people. Totally, but still interesting to explore nonetheless. <laughs> Oh, totally. I mean, this is not like a super difficult thing to to do either, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one I thought was kind of interesting. This is like somehow um, related to music experimentation. Um, mm. And there is this new toy from Satisfier, who does Satisfier Pro, which is like a clit section thing, that kind of mm. syncs up to your playlist and then like, <laughs> it vibrates to the songs. Wow. What the fuck is this? This is hilarious. I wonder if this is like super annoying or super amazing. You know what I mean? It depends on the song, I guess. I'm just worried that the song like goes into some weird like slow vibes at right when I want to come or something and the vibration stops yeah. and I'm like no don't leave me hanging <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta crossfade your playlist you gotta crossfade your playlist or also, play a big symphony you could play a big symphony I guess I guess you could yeah mm-hmm but you mean like Beethoven or some shit? <laughs> like a Beethoven ninth, you know? Don't, oh my god! One hour, fourteen minutes. I'm like boom, Go, off boom the blast opera. What boom. the fuck? Yeah, boom. Yeah. I like it. Who knows? Who knows how this is gonna work? Maybe I'll like try to get one of those vibrators and try it for you guys. Yeah, I love being the guinea pig. I did so many little tests and like experiments just for this fucking yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really fascinating you know like with masturbation you can like try so many things you can just be like oh this is gonna work and then you have this amazing outlet where you can just be like oh what about you guys trying the same thing because i tried it and it actually works or maybe i tried it it didn't work at all so mm-hmm. i don't know time with that one yeah 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 i mean i think your puss is having a lot of fun <laughs> well she's not complaining that's all, all i'm saying no. okay 
couple more trends. The, the next trend is sexual coaching. Mm. Interesting. So it means going to like a sex therapist or a sex coach with your partner. I, I've, I've read about this recently. Somebody had a YouTube video. They're talking about one of the ways they're dealing with their own sexual insecurities is they're going with their partner to a sex therapist. I think it's really? a more common thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, I know couples therapy and stuff, but like I just had a sex therapist on the podcast and it was mm -hmm. super fascinating talking to her, I have to say. And um, yeah. I wonder, I've never been to a sex therapist personally with a partner or something, but to be honest, maybe it really will help, you know, if there's like things you can't talk about with your partner or the, maybe if there's sexual trauma or anything that you can kind of resolve mm -hmm. that and have less shame about that aspect. I agree. I agree. Because I think a lot of people with time, especially the longer they are together, their sex drives essentially slow down a lot. And this could be a really good outlet to make or help bridge the gaps between two people and make their sex life more exciting and more healthy. Yeah, Opening. I think so. Yeah. 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 Which I, especially right now, maybe because the, the last, um, the last trend is pleasure at a distance, right? Because mm. we've been, we've been having this quite a lot throughout this pandemic. What I was saying earlier, virtual sex parties, FaceTime sex, whatever, like meeting people online and really actually having long conversations with them before you meet up with them. Yeah. Um, that in combination with maybe sexual coaching or whatever, you know, because it's, it's going to be a bit difficult if you haven't, this girl DM'd me today and she was like, oh, I'm going to see my boyfriend next week. I haven't seen him in 10 months. Can you imagine? Wow. Wow. Yes. yes. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, he doesn't even know what's going to happen to him yet. I was like, he's <laughs> going to be the luckiest man alive. Good for you. Good for you. Lucky bastard. <laughs> Seriously. But like, mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is just, this is kind of crazy, you know, because COVID has done this, you know, that people are separated or maybe yeah. that sex is not that big well, of a focus for people. Well, I mean, there's a lot of anxiousness and anxiety yeah. in this time and people don't enjoy sex as much as they used to or they're very vulnerable for it and want more so to explore more than ever to feel connected and i think it's important to for one to have a healthy outlook on it because it's one of the few things that we get in this world that makes the world a beautiful place Sex. yeah so last week there's this whole thing with instagram right changing its policies mm. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail, but basically what they've been trying to do is really restrict on sexual content, um, on their platform, meaning it's, it's really crazy. It's anything from like words that describe sex to emojis that describe sex that they don't want mm -hmm. on their platform. Um, mainly they're trying to target sex workers, right? Like people who have only fans and stuff like that. In order sure. to, I'm not completely sure how that relates to their mission, but I'm assuming it's just to make the platform more PG, so it's more commercial, right? It's fine. It's a private company. We can talk about this in general. I mean, it's a private company, and that is what it is, you know? But for me, in general, I feel like it has this, like, component of how, like, sexuality is viewed 
now as society. And I find it so sad to, I mean, in so many levels, so sad that we are shaming yeah. each other for such an essential part of ourselves. But yeah. also, which is really interesting is that Pornhub like made a huge policy shift announcement yeah. and suddenly the platform only allowed verified users to upload um, content which was their kind of move to target people who were uh, uploading illegal um, like pedophilia or like videos mm -hmm. that they didn't have rights to upload etc cetera, etc cetera. but it also yeah. erased tons of people who had like built their livelihood on Pornhub or like more fetishy or more like niche content creators true because True. Because now in order to be a Pornhub creator, you have to upload a photo of yourself and your like legal name. And I think a lot of fetish creators don't want to do that, right? Because it was pretty interesting because the New York Times wrote an article where they kind of exposed um, a lot of content that was uploaded from like victims of assault and stuff. So I understand the move, but apparently it happened like overnight and nobody knew what was happening. Um so that happened. And you know, a couple of years ago, Tumblr shut down and also TikTok apparently banned sex workers. And I thought it was interesting because even OnlyFans was trying to restrict sex workers. And you're like, okay, they made some of those platforms so big. And then when they get commercial enough, they're just like, okay, so now you cannot use that anymore. It's for somebody else now. Yeah. Everybody, I think, I think a lot of companies are afraid to get what happened at Craigslist years ago happened to them because the influx of sex workers, but through that there was a lot of sex trafficking um, going Absolutely. on. But I think there could be, but I think there could be smarter ways to protect people and their identity, but also not censor people from putting up what they want to put up, even especially if it's their own stuff. If people want to have a private identity, they should have the freedom to do so. They shouldn't have to put in their government ID or whatever to verify based on a clip. You know, I think that's another method of really controlling people's data. And, and also later down the line could be a, a use of suspicion or something could be used against someone, which I think is completely wrong. But that's mostly where a lot of these companies um, work on. I mean, yeah. On. So, I mean, I think it's just a fascinating um, thought, you know, where... Maybe, I mean, a lot of people say prostitution is the oldest um, profession in the world. Oh. Oh. And I'm not even saying, who knows if this is completely correct or not, but it's a very legitimate uh, piece of our society and of our work, uh, of our society and of our lives, you know? And I think yeah. um, it's interesting because clearly it affects people like me as well, like people who work in sex education yeah. or in erotic arts to a certain degree, not meaning porn and not sex work. I mean, I'm clearly not a fucking sex worker. Still, I don't know how long my Instagram account is going to be around. I have no fucking clue. It's so vague that it really seems like a case by case basis in a sense. Like, yeah. does that, is it okay that I post this, but if somebody else would post it, they would get deleted or the other way around. So it just seems like you build businesses on these platforms and they have very little interest in you in general and they can just take it all away. It's kind of, kind of, it's kind of nuts. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then at first it's Instagram and then what next, you know, like it could be an endless like pool of places where we, endless... people don't have outlets. Yeah. yeah. People don't yeah. have outlets. 
it's just insane how we're again like you were saying earlier we're putting a darker light or taboo on sex and sex workers and that shouldn't be the case um, we should be supporting it's just a hip- it's just so fucking so fucking hypocritical though you know what i mean yeah everyone, everyone's yeah. fucking watching porn and then all these people all are jerking these, off seriously all these people are jerking off and then they're like but your shit's illegal and you cannot have a bank account but i'm jerking yeah. off to you tonight like it's exactly. just so fucking crazy section (laughs) worship is erotic art and today we're going to talk about a book called apollo's arrow the profound and enduring impact of coronavirus on the way we live by dr nicholas christakis i'm assuming christakis um and he's a yale professor and to be honest we're not going to talk about the whole book there's a part of it that I thought was super interesting and that will kind of catapult us in a new story. And he is hypothesizing in this book that since um, he's kind of looking at like different pandemics over the past like thousands of years. Um, and he talks about that like most of the time and even in the Spanish flu, right? About 1918, that is often compared to the coronavirus right now. Um, that right after that, the Roaring Twenties started. Yes. We'll talk about this in a second. But um, he's hypothesizing (laughs) that, yay, hopefully this is going to happen to us. Um, He's hypothesizing that by by 2024, people, I mean, you know, hold your horses. But um, Mm -hmm. there will be like a major shift, basically, from like, this life that we've been living in quarantine where it's very much like one by one and not, not seeing many people that it will be more of a period of indulgence and extravagance where people will have like a lot of sex um, and a lot of sex parties and a lot of just exhibition in a sense like that. Yeah. I, I totally could see that with, the, the, where we are right now, I mean, we're just going to go up from there. There's going to be like, just like the Roaring Twenties was a big renaissance period for art, culture, sex, music. And yeah. I, I feel like hopefully we're going to get into that direction because also the, the planet's alignments, you know, are also part of that. Oh. Part of that, like, translation, essentially, when Jupiter oh, is talking- right now. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Now we're in astrology. Tell me a little bit about what's going to happen to astrology and our sex lives. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a specialist. I mean, I but- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, we're, I'm neither a specialist, but I like to read a lot about astrology. Love it. But, uh, so I lay of you. Lot- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess also it's like the ancient practices. Uh, but right now, like, yeah we're having like a new alignment of the planets that hasn't existed in 800 years. And the last time that that was there, we were having major cultural shifts and growths uh, in our evolutional practices. And yeah, and the way we viewed freedom and expression and communication. So it's, it's such a super rare planetary alignment that hasn't been seen in 800 years. And that causes for a new house, a new opening, a new, dimension of exploration that could happen to us which makes sense with currently how 
the moral Dude. psychological yeah moral psychological status of human society as a whole has been we all yeah. relate to each other's uh, challenges right now i mean i find it very fascinating if we think about like that this, even with this purge that we were just talking about, where TikTok and Pornhub and Instagram and even like Tumblr, if you consider that like something um, to talk about still. But if, if everything is getting stricter and we're having less sex because we're like trapped inside, it would only make sense that even with a planetary combination, but then even all these things coming together would make it so yeah. that quote <laughs> as in the roaring twenties, which followed the 1918 pandemic, this will plunge humanity into an era of vice and indulgence. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Baby, bring oh, it. I know. Fucking hopefully. I mean, this yeah. is still three years away, so let's not like be too excited, but, um, in general, maybe there's something to look forward to. I don't know. I, I don't think know. so. I mean, also, like, the, I, supposedly in February 2021, we're going to have seven planets uh, that are going to line up in Aquarius, which and the last time that oh, happened yeah. was, like, the dark, the dark Ages. And the, with the well, red that doesn't sound fever. good. <laughs> and, the plague, and there was a plague that ended then, too, and the spirit shift began. So starting fe February 2021, supposedly a revolution of mind and spirit will begin. Dude, you're like so into this. I didn't even know. Such a nerd. Such a nerd. I love it. Are you gonna like predict my future? <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna read your natal chart. <laughs> Shit, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, um, that being said, so what actually <laughs> happened in the Roaring Twenties? This is what we're gonna look at now. Mm -hmm. So obviously, it was like a really interesting time after a pandemic, after a world war, right? The 1920s kind of gave women like a newfound freedom, right? Yeah. And, it, and, yeah. and it created a generation of women known as flappers. Um, so women started making their own money. Um, they didn't yeah. necessarily have to get married right away. They were drinking, smoking, dressing differently, like no corsets anymore, something like more freeing outfits, I guess, to a certain degree. Um, mm -hmm. And the dated men and the youth slang, whatever the fuck. But there was like a lot of parties and like women would go to them and men obviously too, but um, they were called petting parties. Mm. Well, and guess what happened there? Uh-huh. I wonder what <laughs> the petting parties do. Well, the, the funny thing is that they're actually like considering what's going on today clubs it's yeah. really nothing but back then it was a huge yeah. thing because there was actually no sexual intercourse but people were making out and touching each other and if for oh, back God. then that was like a huge thing you know because yeah. normally you just get married off and that's that and here you still have a chance of like or they were exploring the first time that they had the chance to kiss many people and like have this kind of bohemian lifestyle nearly Beautiful. 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 Well, actually, funny so enough, it was, it, no, it was like really taboo. It was actually interesting. Like in the United States, like there was a lot of backlash, right? Um, yes. Yes. That, that there's just like all these loose women and like their behavior is so morally um, impure and like all of this stuff, right? Like cleaning up college campuses. But um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was super interesting because for the first time too, I mean, there's also a lot of horrible sex advice that happened in the twenties. So insane. They were 
using Lysol in order to like oh. douche. Yeah. To like oh. clean, yeah, clean, clean, oh. yeah, clean the vulva. Um, so this was promoted really to look for a douche. Um, and this is obviously horrible for your vaginal um, canal and for your pH balance, you know, mm. if you just fucking use Lysol on yourself. Anyways, but later um, people now look at it and they thought that maybe people were actually using it as like some form of contraception. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that bananas? What? Kind of like a weird time. And then there um, there was a lot of books about like sex and like how you're supposed to deal with your husband and your wife or whatever. And there's also this kind of weird book where this guy was like telling men to take it very slow with women in bed, which probably never, nobody ever said before, you know? <laughs> but he was <laughs> yeah. talking about like the hymen needs to be broken very slowly and you need to take like weeks to like oh. deflower her and like stuff like wow weeks i know weeks i'm like not sure if that's gonna do anything but um but it was i mean interesting it was like not just in america right overseas like in the 20s in berlin it was like the center of european flapperdom basically yeah the wrong 20s yeah. and it's crazy you know the parties that they were through there i think a lot more than kissing happened there sure <laughs> Sure, especially in Berlin, yeah. Yeah, and it was like the gay capital, right, of Europe too. And I thought it was very interesting because back then this is obviously a very different time. Um, very different. But there was like a lot of underground bars and cabarets and people let their freak flag fly for the first time. It feels like <laughs> in kind like of a movement like that that was a little bit more exposed and open than right. um, illegal spots and venues you know for yeah. so maybe this is gonna happen you know like completely crazy clubs and sex i don't fucking know parties um yeah i could see that we get out of this sure. i mean yeah. can you or you think this is just like a weird weird fantasy that somebody's spinning because there is this obviously this danger of everything getting more conservative and closing down and not being that great. It seems that way, but I feel like there's going to be a large group of us that can't wait to either get vaccinated or, you know, whatever it is that they choose to do to be able to connect with people again. I think people long to be touched, hug, communicate with someone yeah. face to face, feel safe in that space. I think, I think it's going to happen. I mean, after the Roaring Twenties, there was the Great Depression, so hopefully we're going to that. Well, I feel like we'll we see. might get the Roaring Twenties with the Great Depression at the same fucking oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now, and now we're going to go to our confessions. Confessions. And confessions are questions from you guys and answers from us. And we're going to go right into it. Let's do it. So first question is from a girl. And she said, how can I make myself squirt? Well, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should take this one. No, <laughs> Well, I'm going to, like, have you tell guys in a second, like, how to, or girls how to get their girls yeah. to squirt. But 
Um, so I, I scored, I scored quite a bit, but, um, uh, I have done it myself kind of out of curiosity, but also because it feels good. But I was like, can I do this to myself actually? And I used this guide. We talked about this a year, like in the beginning of this podcast, actually, um, mm. I was talking, I was like talking through this like guide from Ona Lifestyle, which is a sex toy company, um, that actually gifted me this incredible, this incredible dildo, um, to be able to like squirt basically by myself. But so mm -hmm. I tried it out. And so really what you got to do is the same that a guy has to do, but you have to penetrate yourself. So yeah. in your vaginal canal towards your belly, I would say, this is where you're going to touch your G spot, meaning really the the other side of the clitoris. I know it's complicated to imagine, but the clitoris is like in internal and it looks like a wishbone and it's nerve endings, right? Mm. So when you, when you penetrate a woman vaginally, the clitoris is just penetrated from the inside. So same yeah. happens when you try to get, when you try to squirt, you kind of have to find that place on your vaginal wall towards your belly that feels the most sensitive. You'll feel kind of like that sensation of peeing nearly. And so in a sense, um, you, for me, it's the easiest when I'm standing, funny enough, or like squatting, because I need to, you know, you kind of like need to penetrate it pretty hard with the dildo. Um, and that's for me the easiest way to do it. Um, yeah but you kind of have to find that sensitive spot and then kind of keep on going. And for me, it needs to be pretty fast and pretty hard in order to like really yeah. get myself to squirt. Mm -hmm. Really, it's the same thing that a guy has to do when he, or a girl has to do when she gets you to squirt, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's like what? Like a come hither motion with the fingers or something, no? Yes, like you're uh, stimulating the back wall behind the clit and you're going further up and you're just like, yeah making your your finger roll a little bit towards you come hither yeah and touch it but i usually i don't go fast and hard right away i kind of build to it i want to want to start oh, yeah. to hear a little bit of the okay <laughs> the waves are coming the waves are coming okay the let's waves go are coming. <laughs> no of course build up to it i mean i think if you're doing yeah. it yourself you kind of feel it too but i mean for me it can go so fast so i don't even know i don't even know what the fucking guys are doing some just can, some can do it and some don't do it. Sometimes I come while having sex. It's, it's kind of all over the place. But if a guy knows the move, I feel like the guy finds the spot. It's just like a never ending like situation. Move. Yeah. Come yeah. here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Exactly, come here. <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you want to get yourself to squirt, maybe I'll post that guide again. Um, just because there's a lot about like relaxation and like the way you touch yourself, right. In order to like get to that point for me, it's pretty easy, but I also squirt in general pretty easily. And if you want to have that practice in your sex life, maybe it is good to start with yourself and see if you can get yourself that to that place. So you can even instruct a partner to what they all have I to agree. do. Yeah. 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 So it's comfortable, not uncomfortable because it can build pressure and if you can't release then it's not enjoyable oh yeah that's, true. that's yeah. true well all right next question 
Um, I would like to try a butt plug. Any suggestions? So many ways to go, my friends. I know. (laughs) Like, what do you want? Like, do you want, you know, like a short one, a wide one? Do you want... I think I think you should start with like um, a beginner set, which has three different sizes, like a small, medium, yeah. large. So and get lube clearly, um, because I would really start with a slow, uh, like with a small one, and just kind of yeah. feel it out. Because sometimes that's enough, you know. You don't actually have to go that high up if that's not what you need, right? Yeah. If you want more stimulation, you can try the medium one and build your way up to the large one. Um, I agree. If you do a lot of anal play, I'd have a lot of other suggestions, right? It'd be like, try a vibrating <laughs> one, try like a pump, try a double-sided anal dildo with your partner. Like there's quite, there's quite a lot of anal play. <laughs> there's a lot. There's so much anal Beads, play. Fairy tale, like, yeah. Totally. But really, yeah. if you're starting... I would go for the three size, kind of like building yourself up to the place yep. where you want to be. Yeah. Um, That's a great advice. I think That's a good start. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what kind of butt plugs do you like? I mean, I, lo- I like those, the, 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 the three different ones with the hook cause that you could just pull out easily. Um, I think those are a great way to start. What kind of material um, do you like? What kind of material? Yeah, I mean, like what, like, they're, what they're made like, out of? Yeah, plastic. There's like metal, nearly. There's glass. Like I don't know. I tried. I tried one with this with this girl that had like I don't know what what it is, but it felt like ceramic almost. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was really really nice. It was very smooth with the lube and everything, and it felt clean. You know, <laughs> clean. Like a cl- it's a clean butt plug. <laughs> what? You can wash there it is, easily. Like there is no clean it. butt plug. What? Well, depends on the material. <laughs> you might need to scrub a little bit. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> if you really were, we talked about this last week, actually. Somebody was talking about, like, right? What was the question? Something about sanitary anal play. Um, I mean, it's never going to be completely sanitary, I don't no. think. Um, but yeah, I like a little bit of softer material, interesting enough. So mm-hmm. I actually really like the double-sided um, dildo, the anal dildo. Do you, put one in, do you put one in your vagina and one in your ass? Or oh, no. Your... You put one in his ass and one in your ass. Oh, oh. <laughs> ass to ass. <laughs> we had an episode called Ass to Ass, but we we're actually talking Ass to Ass, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because that's actually a freaking lovely way of like doing anal play, I think, with your partner. Um, but you know, to each their own. Exactly. I don't, I do not own it myself, but I've tried it and I highly enjoyed it. So, you know, if, if that's, if you're, if you're okay with the butt plugs and you've gone up in size or not, you want to try that, that's a good one too, to go for it. It's a good next step for sure. Yeah, and it's fun because it has like a partner vibe. I mean, there's something about a butt plug where you can obviously um, play with your partner, right? Like you can put it into your partner's butt, like you can pull it in and out. Like there's quite a lot of things you can do. So it's not just for yourself and masturbating, which you can do that too, but yes. All right. And now last question. I need some help for my hormones. I have zero sex Mm. drive these days and I really don't know what to do anymore. 
I really like this example um, of Emily Nagowski. She, she, she's a sex educator and she wrote this book, Come As You Are. Um, and she talks a lot about like accelerators and breaks in our um, sexual arousal, right? Yeah. Have we, have we talked about this before, you and I? I don't think so. Anyways, what she's saying actually is super fascinating. She, she says that everyone has um, a sexual or a desire accelerator and a break. Um, and sometimes somebody has a very sensitive accelerator, meaning the smallest things can turn them on, right? Sure. Like a fucking white wall can turn you on. You're just like, shoop, and you turn on. <laughs> and so it's like me, like me, <laughs> as I'm looking yeah, at the yeah. white wall. Um, and yeah. then, exactly, like a small thing, like a smell or whatever, anything. Like, mm -hmm. um, And then some people have not so, ha have a not so sensitive accelerator meaning it takes a lot for them to get into the mood, right? Like it has to be the sure. right light, it has to be the right mood, the right temperature, right touch. And, stuff. and then everyone also has a break. And the break is when you get turned off. Like for some people, they have very insensitive breaks, meaning they can have sex like in public, bright light, you know, they're still turned on. And some sure. people have a very sensitive break, meaning... Yeah. If they know that somebody could potentially be in the other room and they could be hurt, they can't get aroused. Yeah. So, so I really like the way you can go on her website um, and kind of like there's like a little test that she has for free that you can take to kind of figure out your accelerators and your brakes or mm -hmm. where you stand on that like spectrum. Because I think it gives yeah. you a pretty good idea for you and your partner what it actually is that you need to be aroused and to get into the mood and what, you know, shouldn't be, um, you know, part of that. <laughs> True. True. And what we were talking about earlier, like in regards to sex therapy, if somebody has a partner and they, they don't feel emotionally, uh, sexually aroused or stimulated as much, and they feel like the sense of suppression, sex therapy could be a really good, Sure. Option yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're totally right. I think that's a it's a good point. I mean, I think a lot of it will depend on your um, relationship to yourself. Yeah. Meaning, if really, I mean, this is going to sound a little funny, but I want you to kind of imagine a way to seduce yourself. So, yeah. figure out a way to like set a masturbation or just like a it doesn't even have to be masturbation, but kind of like a sensual evening with yourself and like figure out things that would actually feel good. And they don't even have to be super sexual, but more sensual with your body. Yeah. Like maybe dance in the mirror, like take a bath, you know, like touch your body, like feel yourself, right? Listen to the right. Yeah, music. be comfortable in your skin. Yeah. Yeah. And I think from there on, you can slowly build up, right? Like playing with yourself and you don't even have to orgasm or anything. I would, I would do it like as pressureless as possible just to have fun with yourself and your body. Um, and from there, I think you can slowly get like a joyful connection again, because sometimes it's, it's also very normal that sometimes you have no sex drive. Maybe we should say that too. I think so. I mean, it depends on how long it's been going on and sure. what events in life are affecting it or not. But yeah, I mean, there's waves where, and it's totally fine if it's a wave. And but normally, if you have a good sex drive, then it's okay. Sometimes we have to slow down and pick back up. 
totally. I mean, I have that too. I mean, mine is just a little shorter. I feel like when Way I don't shorter. feel, <laughs> 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 but I know sometimes it's like, it's also not the greatest gift in the world. Sometimes you're just like, why am I um, ready again? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like insatiable body. No, but I I do think you know that there's there's ways to like deal with it and like, but it's also ways to be like it's okay to for a few weeks you're just not into it either you know that's so give true. you give yourself a break don't put yourself under pressure i'd say yeah i think if people get caught up with pressure a lot or yeah. the idea of uh being desired or validated that way and i think once you start feeling that way it's good to stop and breathe and realize why you feel that way in order to have a good sexual experience with another person and bond more openly with them Yes, totally. I totally agree. Well, what about for guys? How would that look like? I don't know. I mean, I don't do that myself, honestly. Like, I mean, I you've had, like, less sex drive sometimes. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've had less sexual encounters, for example, this year than a lot of other years. But I feel mm-hmm. some of it is by choice, but others, other other reasonings are not choice. It's just the circumstances of, of yeah. this current year. So it actually made me spend more time alone and be more introverted and see what I really actually enjoy about sex or uh, what I'm looking for rather than have it validate or have the hunger take over or control uh, how I would sleep with someone or how I would Mm. approach someone. So it's been a good healing, reflective experience in that regard for sure. I mean, maybe you can see it as that too. But obviously, if it's if it's getting in the way in your relationship or with yourself, um, try to read that book, Come as You Are with Emily Nagowski. Maybe see a sex I'll coach. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, baby, it was lovely having you on Pussy Church. Of course, honey. Thank you so much for having me as always. It's amazing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, it was Thank such an all. incredible year. I'm so glad you were all here um, with us and, like, yeah. walked this way. And stay safe. Happy Have holidays. Happy, happy New holidays. Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Oh, my God. The next time we hear each other, it's going to be 2021. I can't believe 2021. It. Happy New Year. Have sex, you guys. (laughs) Enjoy it. (laughs) Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. Also, thank you for being here all year. It's been such a pleasure to do the show. And I love when you guys write in and we can communicate a little bit. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. Happy New Year, lovers. See you next year.